Let's enjoy today's message by Sam Adiemi. We just came through the toughest season ever. Our toughest season ever, all right, as a church. First, of course, the whole world just did. We came through a pandemic. And then, you know, <laughs> beside that, we also had our own unique experience. And the Spirit of God described it as a death and the resurrection experience. It's happened to us before. It's happened, happened to us again now that the old day star, you know, just disappears. A new one evolves. We call it reinvention, right? We call it reinvention. It happens to us human beings too. You look at trees, they shed their leaves, don't they? Oh yeah. <laughs> when it's not the rainy season, trees shed their leaves. And then they sprout new ones when a new season begins. Birds also shed their feathers sometimes and grow new ones. Okay? Um, even snakes, you know. <laughs> when I was young, I was shocked. The first time ever I saw snake skin. It was a long stretch like that on the road. It was my friend that told me that was the skin of a snake. Sometimes they, they just walk out of that old skin and they move on with a new one. Are you aware that we humans, you know, that the cells in our bodies are replaced? Every day, cells die and move out of the body in a period of seven years. Usually, at an average, all the cells in your body have been replaced. It's amazing. So as a church, we've come through a death and resurrection experience like that. And the Spirit of God said that we have come to our much fruit season. So one seed goes through the invention like that. Maybe an orange seed or mango seed falls to the ground, you plant it in the soil, and then the, the seed disintegrates, and then something sprouts out of it that never existed before. It takes on a new shape and form altogether. becomes a tree that has the capacity to produce hundreds and hundreds of that same kind of fruit that have seeds in them, I can produce many more trees and so on. It's amazing, right? So we've come to our much fruit season now. And, you know, I just want to say a big thank you. A big thank you to all of our megastars for the incredible love that you have shown to Pastor Nick and myself through this season. This season in which... Um, we have had to experience faith, to do practical faith. You know, it's easy to define faith. It is tough to live it. Because faith is hearing God and then living your life in obedience to what God said, sometimes in spite of what your logical sense is telling you. Because Hebrews 11:1 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When God speaks, what he said becomes reality, spiritually. You build your life on that, okay? Like God says to Sarah, begin to call Abraham, Abraham, the father of many nations. At a time when the man had become impotent, lost the capacity to father a child completely, God says, Sarah, call him father of many nations. Now, it's like you're crazy. 
right? <laughs> like you're crazy because this man does not have the capacity physically to do it. Now that's faith. Or Jesus Christ says in Luke 5 to Peter, oh, push back, push, launch out into the deep, throw your nets for a catch of fish. Peter says, Master, we, we tried all night. There is no fish in that sea. We caught nothing. He said, well, since you are the one that said it, I will do it now. That's faith. Where all your five senses are screaming. <laughs> there is no fish. <laughs> and you still go out there and throw your net when it doesn't make sense, right? So that's faith. So for us, it's been a journey of faith that we've been obeying God through the last two years, okay? I've been away, has been um, obedience to God, period. And to say that we have missed everybody is a gross understatement, honestly. <laughs> but I just wanted to say thank you to you for the love, for the prayers, for the messages that you've sent, for the encouragement. And God bless you in Jesus' name. Uh, I want to take a minute to celebrate our pastors. Please permit me to take a minute to celebrate our pastors because they have shown incredible character over the last two, almost three years now. Incredible character because there aren't many churches or even organizations that will go through what we've gone through without dissolving into crisis or you having to resolve one big issue and it's not been like that. It's incredible character. Can you help me to celebrate and appreciate these amazing men and women? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We have staff too. Amazingly committed staff. And I want to celebrate them also. I want to celebrate our trustees. I want to celebrate all of our leaders, all of our workers at all levels. I want to celebrate every member of Daystar Christian Center. You guys are amazing. You're simply the best. <laughs> and God bless you in Jesus' name. All right? So a lot of things have happened. A lot of things have changed. <clears throat> and, you know, life is about perspective. I say that all the time, that life is not fixed. It is fluid. It is not fixed for everybody. It's not the same for everybody. It is how you see it. Mm -hmm. Two people looking at the same thing. It is the interpretation that matters. What one person calls a problem is actually what another calls opportunity. You know, the circumstances that impoverish people are the same circumstances that make some stupendously rich. And to a large extent, it's your interpretation. I can't go too deep into that, explaining that. But this is what I want to say. Looking from God's perspective, what we have experienced in the last two years, going to three in Daystar Christian Center, is a pure organizational miracle. Pure organizational miracle. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll tell you that from many perspectives. <clears throat> tell you that first from being senior, found, uh, senior pastor and founder of the church. I'll tell you also as being a strategic leadership expert. It's a pure organizational miracle that uh, in almost three years now, the senior pastors have not been physically present. The, um, in the process, our next most senior, 
Our next most senior officer in the organization, the chief operating officer, moved out, moved on beautifully to another assignment entirely. Uh, we had another pastor also move on, you know, out of Nigeria. We've had staff move on. And our systems have continued to run. I'll, I'll tell you as a founder what that means. Because about 20 years ago, I began to teach entrepreneurship. And I made people all over the world that used to attend the class then. We called it entrepreneurial class. It was the first service on Sunday, 7 a.m. And there are many people in Daystar right now who started their businesses then. Many in their 20s. Some were even university students. It was revolutionary. It was pioneering because we had never seen it done anywhere else before. That was about 20 years ago, right? That was a question that I asked over and over again. How many businesses do you know that were founded by a Nigerian that are 100 years old? Well, I would say sometimes, which business do you know that was founded by a Nigerian that is 100 years old? As at that time, it was zero. <laughs> it was zero. If there was any organization in Nigeria then that was over 100 years old, it was founded either by a European or an American. It's 20 years later now, so I think we have a few right now. And what we discovered was that most organizations would be dead during the lifetime of the, of the founder. Some will die soon after the death of the founder. And right now, honestly, that's a big challenge for us, not only as a nation, but as a continent. So why I see this as a miracle is the fact that God <clears throat> chose to communicate to us in a way that we did not choose that even if the founders are not there, this work will continue. This day star will continue. I'm happy. Right? Learning the lesson was not easy. This school was a very rough school, but the lesson is powerful. All right? So, Incredible opportunity from God, in my view. And <clears throat> he says it's our much fruit season. So I look at the Bible and I see that where the place where Christ talked about much fruit, he also described some little restructuring that goes on there. It's in John chapter 15 that when you get to read it, verses 1 to 7. But I'll read the first two verses. John 15, 1 and 2, New Living Translation. I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. Wow. <clears throat> Jump to verse 8. Verse 8. So verse 8 says, when you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. Wow. Amazing. So, when I train organizational leaders, 
I point out one thing to them. Most organizational change experiences in organizations don't work. They fail. Most. Why? One of the major reasons, there are several reasons, but one of the major reasons is that the change or changes that leaders want to bring into their organizations were not provided for in the design of the organization. Let me use my experience uh, in, in building construction or engineering to describe that. So you design the building, three floors, right? Halfway through the construction, you change your mind that you wanted to take it to 10 floors. And then you began to add more and more floors. What would happen? It will crash somewhere along the line. Why? Because the seven extra floors you are adding were not provided for in the original design. So the foundation is not designed to carry. You know what you're bringing on it. That's it. So there's something you call organizational design. 20 years ago, that, that was about, no, it was more than 20 now, okay? 1999, uh, 2000. We did a redesign complete redesign of the Daystar Church altogether. We redesigned the training system. We redesigned our small group system. We redesigned our events, our services, the flow, everything. We redesigned our units. So it was composite. We went into execution from April 1999. And then between the end of year 2000 and one year later our church exploded about 10 times in size it was the redesign that provided for it 10 years later let's say about year uh, 2010 we did a slight redesign you know and expanded on the media we went on global media the first Ministry based in Africa to go on Daystar Television Network in the US. But people thought we owned the network, right? But <laughs> no, that one had existed years before I started. It was just divine arrangement. But we were the first ministry based in Africa to go on this TV network that covers practically every country on the planet. And there was also the World Network. So you look at the timing COVID strikes 2020, it's another 10 year. Okay, <laughs> it's another, you know, 10-year <clears throat> span. And we're going through another system change. There's power in systems. There's power in systems. There's a major difference between the person that understands systems and the one that doesn't. Major. Yeah. I can't go into the details today. This is the training that I do for organizational leaders, whether church or business. But in 1 Corinthians 12, Paul the Apostle describes the church as the body of Christ. You look at the human body, you will see systems, respiratory system, excretory system, you know, digestive system, reproductive system, skeletal system, nervous system, it's systems. And the system is a group of parts that carries out the same function. So when you look at this down on the outside, you, you see the whole thing, like you're seeing the body. You see it moves, it sees, it speaks, you know. 
But the real powerhouse, what makes everything to work, you don't see, right? <laughs> the digestive system, you're not seeing, right? So this star has those systems that are working inside. And what I'm just trying to say is that the leadership began to pray since 2020. We walked through all of the different aspects of the operations of this star. We did a redesign. And I want to mention that briefly. And <clears throat> I hope that is a blessing to someone, all right? Good. So this has to do specifically with our operation system. So from July 2020 to March 2021, the, the management team was meeting almost every week or every other week. And we walked through the whole data system, like I said. <clears throat> Understanding the major changes that have gone on in our world now. Our world has changed, that's the truth. So we were changing our systems into hybrid, you know, the hybrid format, hybrid format. Many people don't know that that redesign that we did in 2010 also included leveraging the internet to the extent that by the time COVID hit, they still had way more people, many more people attending our services online than we had physically. But now we're exploring into the future. We're redesigning, resetting the foundation to take us into the powerful future that we see in the next 10, 20 years because the changes are going to be massive. Okay? Good. So we redesigned every aspect of our operations and then saw that our old structure could not carry us into the future. So we actually appointed a committee from the management team that redesigned the structure of the church altogether. So we're in transition round. We're executing one after the other. But I thought to mention this one because it's major. It's the core of our job. It's like you're in the military. You have military police. You have the medical services. You have different parts of the military, right? But the infantry, the fighting part, that's the core part, right? So our core operations is our ministry operations. We're splitting it into two. It's been one whole until now. But right now, to create more room for growth, create more room for leadership development, because that's very important to us. <laughs> it's not just attending services. This time is not just about attending services. It's about who you are becoming. We produce role models, we produce leaders, right? So to, to expand you know, multiply the opportunities, the potential, our capacity. So we're splitting that core operation into two groups. Small groups operations, center operations. Small groups operations, center operations. In the redesign that we did, okay, over 20 years ago, one of the major things we did was shifting the weight of our church on the small group system. Because we saw that we were running an Old Testament style ministry where the senior pastors or the major pastors that stand on the pulpit are the main deal. Old Testament. In the New Testament, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Acts chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. So in this time, we have a slogan. Every member, a minister. We understand the role, our role. We understand our role in this. Our role is to groom people. The main job is not something you do inside the church building. The main job is happening out there, happening in 
government happening in uh, the economy, in the business world, sports, education, all those critical areas, technology, right? Health sector, and so on, okay? So you guys are the real deal. <laughs> Our members are the real deal, right? That's why we're so heavy on training and all that. Anyway, we have a small group system. And because it is unlimited, because we keep the group small, we have thousands of them. That's where our people get to lead, to work. That is what sustains this star that is not visible to the human eye. We can see cells in the body, right? Exactly. So we have the small group system, and that has been the foundation for everything else that you see. So right now, Everything is still one, but we're having two mainstreams, the small group system and center operations, because we began to establish satellite centers, you know, around our city. Our country is going to be the sixth largest country in the world in a few years, according to the data okay, from global organizations. The city of Lagos, where our major operation is based, it's going to be one of the largest cities in the world, okay, in a few years. It's a massive city already, so it's inevitable that we have to set up those centers. So we have center operations, we have small groups operations. So and I just wanted to mention, therefore, that we are reposting our pastors, you know, breaking them into those two groups, okay? So that's the core of my announcement. We're breaking the pastors into those two groups, the small groups operations, the center operations. The small groups operations um, will be headed by Pastor Solomon one day. I want you to know that all the changes I'm announcing today will be effective from Thursday the 8th of December. So the head of small groups operations is Pastor Solomon Pandey. And the other pastors that we have uh, <clears throat> under that group are Pastor Grace Ophili, Pastor Kayo Deolutayo, Pastor Murphy Eyenike, Pastor Sheon Ogundelu, and Pastor Ayo Bankoli. I want you to also bear in mind that small groups operations for us now it does not consist only of physical groups because we have groups meeting in people's homes all over Lagos. We also have groups online now. We have the Desta online community now, and there are groups meeting online now all over the world. And the potentials there are phenomenal going forward. Desta is preparing for the metaverse. Whew. We'll discuss that later, so I don't stretch your brain too much, okay? <laughs> so with these changes coming in the small group system, uh, we're creating regions. Until now, we had cells, sections, areas, zones, and districts. Now, we're grouping the districts into regions, and the pastors will oversee the regions. So some of our zonal coordinators will move up to be district leaders, and then there will be movements at all levels. I should add, we were operating the 5x5 five five model until now. We're going back down to 3x3, three three, which we ran like 20 years ago. This is what I mean. Five cells make a section, five sections make an area, five areas uh, make a zone, five zones make a district. Now we're switching back to three by three. 
So it will be three cells, make a section, three sections, make an area, three areas, make a zone, three zones, make a uh, district. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you will need to watch this again, carefully, after now. Maybe like two or three times to let this sink in, okay? Good. But what this also means is that we're going to create, there's going to be loads of movements, promotions, and so on in the whole system at this time. All right? Good. Uh, the leadership of the small group system will communicate how this specifically affects you as a person. So we also have center operations, right? And the head of center operations is Pastor Boye Oloyede. Now, each of the centers, of course, is going to have a pastor overseeing. So, <clears throat> Ikorodu Center, Pastor Sheun Ladokun will oversee the Ikorodu Center. Pastor Timi Mogaji will oversee Alimasho Center. Pastor Shegun Dada will oversee the Lekki Center. And Pastor Boye they will oversee Oregon Center. Um, we have the Junior Church and Star Hopper. Okay? So there's something dynamic coming for Star Hopper. Okay? Something dynamic. It will happen a few months down the line. Something really dynamic. But for now, uh, Pastor Bolu Oluyomi will oversee the Star Hopper. He will also oversee our junior church. And the junior church in this day is a mega church, right? Now, apart from those, Pastor Bolu Oluyomi also has a special role as special assistant on special projects. Special assistant on special projects in the office of the senior pastor. Because we have some new organizations that we're developing, okay? And we're going to be working together in evolving those new organizations, foundation, educational organizations, organizations, uh, healthcare organizations, and so on, right? Our new initiatives, you know, these are organizations that have lasting impact on the community. Yes, I've not mentioned the online church. Our massive global online church, Pastor Ben of Pala will oversee the online church. Good. So that's what it looks like on the overall. And I needed to say this to everybody so all of us will have an idea of what's going on so we can all move in the same direction. But I want to speak to you specifically. If you've not been a part of the Daystar system, okay, I want to invite you to come in and join us. As you can see, this is modern religion, okay? <laughs> this is producing the highest quality of people after the likeness of Jesus Christ, right? So I want to encourage you to join us. And to join us, watch out for our training, the basic training where we explain what we're all about. We call it the membership school. We run it physically, we run it online. Please stay close to us, more importantly, you know, if you go on our website, sign up for our newsletter. Sign up for our newsletter. In fact, I will ask that the link should be put up, you know, for you to sign up to our newsletter because with that, every week, you get a bulletin and you know what's going on. All right? 
Um, God changes people's lives in this time, on the short time. Yep, miracles happen. We have powerful testimonies of breakthroughs. But the greater impact is long time. The person you have become in over 10 years, over 20 years, and we have massive testimonies of people's life change like that, especially people becoming leaders that influence their community and our society and our world positively. If you are in Daystar, maybe what you've been doing is attending and joining the services. I want to ask you to come in deeper, come in at a higher level. So at one level, your focus is on what to get from God, but there's a higher level. Acts 20 verse 35, Jesus Christ said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So some of us are here on the sacrificial level, focusing on adding value to other people's lives, and Daystar gives us the opportunity and the structure to do that. I want to ask you, if you've not taken the training, join the training, membership school, the maturity school, the ministry school, and find a unit to join, okay? Serve somewhere, especially in the small group system. I want to call out to everyone, finally, that you please continue to pray for Pastor Nick and myself, okay? Continue to pray <laughs> for us for more grace and more wisdom for the apostolic and global assignments that we have. They, they start needs a new dimension of leadership altogether. We receive grace for that. And then our work is now apostolic. So we're empowering other pastors around the world. I mean, in just a few days, you know, this week, we're hosting an event in Atlanta where we're training pastors, you know, at the highest level. It's training we've never, the kind of which we've never done before. It's revolutionary. And most of it is just sharing the template, you know, that we have developed in this that, that has worked for us because there are many churches all over the world that have used the same template and they are very, very successful. All right. So continue to pray with us. All right. Good. And please play whatever role you need to play. Just know that your testimonies, your stories, those are the stories we actually have to take to the whole world right now. That's our story, your testimonies. That's our message, okay? And continue to pray with us. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray, I pray that the power, the grace that God has put on this Dark Christian Center for changing people's lives, that that grace, especially the new dimension of it, the much fruit dimension of it, will work in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, that grace will work in your life. I prophesy that you come into a new season in your life and it's a much fruit season. I prophesy in Jesus' name that you come to a new level of wisdom. I prophesy enlargement to your heart. Your capacity has increased to handle more, to manage more. And God will put more, in, push more in your direction. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will get visions, ideas you never got before. You will attract people you never attracted before. You will attract opportunities you never attracted before. You will enjoy favor you never enjoyed before. You will enjoy promotion you never enjoyed before. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Our theme for December is joy. Somebody says, is Pastor Sam not going to preach? I preached. If you listen to what I said, you just attended an MBA crash MBA course. Listen to it two or three times or more. Anyway, our theme for December is joy. Now, this is powerful. It's been scientifically proven that joy changes your life. Joy allows you to live longer. Joy reduces your risk of heart attack and stroke. 
It reduces blood pressure. Joy is powerful. Okay? Joy is powerful. Scientifically proven. It boosts your immune system, lowers your blood pressure. Isn't that amazing? That's our theme for this month. Proverbs 17 verse 22. English Standard Version. Proverbs 17 22. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Satan understands that. So he wants to steal your joy. He wants to disturb you, affect your circumstances around you, make somebody to say the wrong thing to you. What he wants to do is to steal your joy because he knows when he's stolen that, he's stolen a lot. If circumstances are your only source of joy, ah, your joy will go up and down. But if God is your source of joy, God is constant. He doesn't change. Your joy will be constant. So I pray for you. In the name of Jesus, whatever it is that has been fighting to take away your joy, the power of God will destroy it. I prophesy restoration of joy. In the name of Jesus, we crush the spirit of sadness. We command it, go in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We receive a revival of joy and celebration. So all through this month, it's joy. That's why you should not miss our Christmas concert next Sunday. Oh my God, <laughs> that's going to be joy on an explosive level. Next Sunday, all services on TV, online, join us. Amen. Hallelujah. I pray for you. If you're that person who says, why are these people happy? Why are they excited? You know, my relationship with God is not even okay in the first place. Can you be honest enough? All of us were born sinners. And Satan leverages sin, you know, to just want to destroy our lives. But gratefully, God sent Jesus to die for us. He died for our sins on the cross, a shameful death. And all God wants us to do is to ask for forgiveness and he forgives us. Are you ready? Can we pray together? Good. I want God to forgive me my sins. Please put your hand on your heart where you are and say this prayer after me. Dear God, I believe that Jesus paid for my sins. I ask you to forgive me and to accept me as your child. Thank you for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for everyone that said this prayer. And Jesus said there is joy in heaven among the angels when this happens. So Heavenly Father, we're grateful for the miracle of change. What you promise to do is to remove the nature of sin from them and to put your nature there. We believe that has happened. So we just pray, Father, teach them to know you personally as their father. Teach them to love you and to love other people the rest of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen.